Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeats official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the corner booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com, promo code CORNERBOOTH for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeats Official, official sponsor of the Corner Booth Podcast. You ready? No debate, because it's over. I'm too official, got the drip, I got the sauce. Bring the proof when it's time to tell the truth. I'll be at the corner booth, find me in the corner booth, yeah. Still standing in defiant Slay the competition cause I'm walking like a giant Bring the proof when it's time to tell the truth I'll be at the corner booth Find me in the corner booth Corner booth I, I, see my vlog Hey, I feel like I have not officially said this I've tiptoed around it Hey, will you marry me? Do I have to answer now? Or? Um, no, you have time. You you can think about it. You can think about a way to say no without hurting my feelings if you want. Oh Lovely. I'll send you a letter. Just don't right, even. Right, cool. Thank you. I'll, I'll I'll send you my address later so you can send it to my house. Yeah, I'm never giving you my address. I don't want you getting my address. <laughs> no, I know. I, I... Ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday. NFL free agency has begun, and yeah, that's not Samir next to me. That is an old friend of the show. If you have not known who she is by now, you definitely are a rookie. One of the quarter booth OGs, my good friend, Savannah. Savannah, how you doing? Good. Uh, thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Welcome back. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing you got to see Kevin in all of his glory on that. Uh, oh, man, that was a fun. That was our Super Bowl preview show two years ago now. Um, oh, my gosh. Oh yeah, no, he kind of surprised me with that surprise guest. That is his good friend Kate from across the pond. She actually listens to this show occasionally until he left. But uh, oh, nice. yeah, you, yeah. So by the way, if you like what Savannah's saying today, you can follow her at her Twitter handle. I keep fuck up the arrows at Savdeen on Sports. Um, we also have another guest coming later as well. A good friend of mine. Everyone knows who he is. Barstool's own Cruz Oxenrail stop by as well. Probably to bitch and moan about how his Saints have been cutting more players than taking them in. He may also plug a contest as well. Oh, by the way, folks, Thursday, we're doing a giveaway, uh, courtesy of our good friends over eatsofficial.com. You want these amazing sunglasses like these, $40, polarized, indestructible. I've worn these to way too many tailgates, darties, beach parties, whatever. 
I have a five pairs of these things now. They are our best sponsor. They are one of our most loyal sponsors. You want a pair, Corner Booth, 10% off promo code. And also, yeah, tell them, Jared, Corner Booth. And listen, we appreciate your business also. We're doing a giveaway. Probably we'll do the same thing we did during our Christmas show where a person who likes, comments, shares, the whole nine yards gets a free pair from our selection. Savannah, oh my God, it's been a crazy two days. Uh, actually, for you being a Packers fan, it's been a crazy fucking, what, three months? Uh, are, like are you able to breathe? Years, but I'll, go, I'll, take, I'll take the three months, yes. <laughs> take the three months? I mean, they just announced his numbers today for the contract, and I learned what a split bonus was from Tom Pelissero today. I still don't get it completely, but Aaron Rodgers getting paid like the best quarterback in the league. And you guys get him for at least another year or so. How do you feel about Rodgers? I, I know we talked about this last week for me and my uh, guest host last week, Andrew, but I feel like you need to air your grievances or happiness or whatever's coming through you right now. Uh, listen, I absolutely will live and die by Aaron Rodgers. Like, I get that he, like, chokes in the playoffs and stuff, but you have to look at all the times. Like, it's never always him. Like, yeah, we couldn't move the ball. Special teams gave up a touchdown. Mason Crosby misses a field goal. There's just a lot of things that can happen. So I live and die by Aaron Rodgers. I'm very excited. I think he's worth every penny. Back-to-back MVPs, now four-time MVP. I think it's I think it's weird for people as Packers fans or want us to move on from Aaron Rodgers with all the success he's given us in the oh, yeah. 18 years, 17 years he's been with the Packers. So it's funny. I used to, and I don't, you remember this because you did the show with me for an entire season. I was never a big Packers guy. Aaron Rodgers used to know the shit out of me. Yeah. But I'm a big Pat McAfee guy. Okay. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday redeemed my love of that man. I honestly root for him now. I don't, I, sometimes I don't root for his team, even though y'all bailed our asses out and helped us get into the playoffs. I am grateful. Um, also made every cow, every person who I told the Eagles are going to make the playoffs. They were like, you're crazy. I'm like, am I though? Right. And the Packers sealed it a week early and helped with my $90 payout from DraftKings, which was a great, good, a good old time. Um, but Aaron Rodgers Tuesday actually made me like Aaron Rodgers and actually made me realize, okay, this is a regular dude. I swear the media a lot of the time does paint this picture of him because he does not like to talk to them. Right. Similar to, I, I kind of look at like Barry Bonds back when we were really young when he was with the Giants and they refused the, like he, they refused to give him a good nod because he did not like the media. You right. know, maybe the steroids, Balco and all that other shit maybe didn't help, but you know, at least it, it's, it's kind of a weird synopsis where, or parallel, I mean, sorry, wrong word, where I think that a lot of people look at Rogers, but I don't know the whole story. So my favorite thing was how, when they reported the deal was coming in, it was that Schefter, right? was like, I, I didn't even remember the exact wording of it. Oh, he wants to be the highest paid quarterback, $50 million a year. It's going to be, but I think like 80% of it's bonuses. Yeah. So the cap hit, I believe is only 27, Four. 24. Okay. 24. And it million. went down from 46. So that's yeah, the thing. Financial number. Cut in half. Right. I, you cut it in half. Honestly, I look at, this as the best case scenario for the Packers. Now, on the mm. other hand, the thing I want to talk about next, oh, 17, your boy, Mr. Adams. Now, I, I've, I, one of the things I've heard from NFL media, because, you know, I've been covering the NFL now for Belly of Sports and previously for my college and everything else, 
for probably eight years now. There's two different ways to look at the franchise tag. Either it's placed on you, where you know, you know, you get a big pay raise, you were a rookie contract guy on draft free agent, whatever, and they just want to make sure you're proven. Yeah. Or they slap it on you. Um, like Kirk Cousins' second year, or in this case, Devontae Adams, probably the best. If not one, he's one A receiver in the league. Listen, him and Hopkins, you know how I, I deviate with the two of them. But right. listen, availability's there, and Devontae Adams really isn't this much games. Anyway, Adams informed Packers, I believe it was this morning, or no, yesterday, that he's one playing into the tag. I'm not the biggest Brian Guntekunz fan. I, you know, I I look at it this way. The Rodgers deal is structured where he may dip after a year or two years. I don't blame Adams for not wanting to be tagged. He's the best receiver in the league. And he sees a guy like Christian Kirk getting a contract, paying him $21 million a year. And Kirk yeah. was the fourth option by the end of the season, or fifth if you count the running backs, but for the Cardinals. So what do you think about Devontae Adams? I seriously think the Card- the uh, Packers may drop the ball a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I can agree. Listen, I think that they didn't know if they were going to get a deal done with Aaron Rodgers. So the thing that they did is they placed the tag on Adams so they know that they wouldn't lose him, like, in the sense of the word, like, losing him. Like, he wouldn't go to another team. Like, he can sit out the whole season. We're still losing him, but he's still a Packer. So I feel like now that the deal is done with Rodgers, we got Campbell re-signed, we got Preston Smith re-signed, where I heard or I've seen things saying that we're working with Rizal Douglas to bring him back. I feel like there's ways there's ways around it, and I feel like they're eventually going to figure it out. He's tagged. He's not leaving. He has no chance of free agency. We have four months to get a deal done with him, and we only have one day to get $4 million under the cap. So I feel like there's a lot of things that we need to figure out before and I get Adams not wanting to play on a tag. Like the tag's only seventeen or nineteen. It's, I, it's, it, I think it's it's weird how it's worded. So it's either one hundred twenty five percent of your contract from last year, or it's average of the top five. I don't know how the distinction goes. How they split that? I think for Adams it's nineteen. Okay, that's what I thought. I, yeah. That's what I thought. And I get him wanting more and stuff. So I can see why he's not wanting to play. I think that they had conversations last season about an extension and then they just came to a halt obviously I'm not a part of the organization so I can't just speak on them but I feel like it was because they were so worried about Rodgers and other players and worried getting it done the people that can actually actually leave oh yeah so I feel like they dropped the ball to a certain degree I feel like once we make once we get a contract done with him in the next few months then it won't be as a big of a deal we just have a lot of other things to currently worry about that could be that we could miss out on in the next couple of days. Okay, so you're more on the optimistic side. You will get a deal done. This will not be like worst case Olivia Bell situation or Kirk Cousins yeah. 2015. Right. Yeah. And I really don't think he wants to sit out, especially since we did get the deal one with Rodgers. I thought if Rodgers was leaving, Adams was gone. Or if Adams was gone, Rodgers was leaving. I think they're too good of a duo together to necessarily be on the same team and not play. So that's what gives me the optimism is that they got a deal done with Rodgers. He's here for at least two more years, possibly four. So there's no reason why we shouldn't give Adams another th- a three-year deal and just literally figure it out. Find a way to figure it out. He's the best receiver in the league. You have to figure it out. I feel like with all this, with Adams and with Rodgers, I feel like the Packers weren't held hostage with this, but I feel like to their fans, they kind of owed it to them. 
Because yeah. okay, I'm sorry. I've watched in my life probably thousands of hours of quarterback film. Nothing made me cry tears of hystericalness than watching Jordan Love play the Chiefs. It was <laughs> atrocious. I I'm like oh, I watched God. this kid in college at Nevada. I thought okay, this kid's a little raw. Got to, he's got a can, a little mobility. I'm watching this with I'm like holy shit. He made Trey Lance look accurate, and, and I, I, or Jalen Hurts on a bad ankle, and I'm like, holy crap! Like they really need Rodgers back. And, I, and this was a whole point. Uh, you listen to any NFL podcast, Eisen, McAfee, Cowherd, they all said the same thing. It really comes down to the fact that they had. They said Aaron knew two years ago when they took Love in the 2020 draft, and the entire sportsbook did a collective "what the fuck." Mm-hmm. Um. They knew they had their clock ticket. In two years, you had to find out because you want your five years of control or I think it's four years, the one-year option or whatever it is with first-round picks. They needed to know. So they had three years to see if they could get that quarterback window so they didn't have to pay him and then possibly try to win a title. Because right. most times, unless your name is Tom Brady or I believe the last quarterback who was not on his rookie deal might have been Rodgers um, to win a Super Bowl. And besides, you know, like Stafford, but that doesn't count because it's, you know, it's the, the Rams and they don't understand how the salary cap works, apparently. Um, either way, I feel like the Packers were kind of hamstrung by this. And so Rodgers kind of knew, okay, I'm betting on myself here because these guys are basically screwed if I don't come back. So right. I, I thought, he, he, you know, his girlfriend was going to influence a little bit wanting to go back to Colorado but then yeah. he threw us all a little quasi monkey wrench when they called off their uh, engagement, but didn't break up, according to AJ Hawk. God, God I love it. That man is so. <laughs> He's hilarious. I love that man. He's so toxic. But speaking of toxic, Deshaun Watson, no charges filed right. on Friday. Yeah, I literally am sitting at a bar with Kevin. We're looking at each other. We're, we're walking in. I'm like, dude, what the hell happened? And I understand they didn't have enough evidence to land the case. I get it. Yeah. The grand jury. And the the joke that's been going on the internet is the grand, a grand jury indicted ham sandwich, much less a quarterback with a bunch of like allegations. But. Oh, my God. So now NFL teams have been lining up, I believe, Saints, Falcons, Browns. That's a new one. And right. I think the Panthers, Panthers. or my Eagles are out of the sweepstakes. And I'm kind of happy because I'd rather just, if, if the Jalen Hurts experience doesn't work, let's just go get Bryce Young or Tyler Van Dyke next year. I really do not want to deal with uh, Deshaun Watson's baggage. Um, right. But apparently he's visiting with teams, which I mean is kind of an interesting step. I've never seen this before with a free agent quarterback or a soon to be traded quarterback. Right. Where do you think he's going? If you were gonna like, you win fifty million, you win fifty thousand dollars. If you correctly select where he's going, where is Deshaun Watson landing? If you want me to do okay, if you want me to do a best fit, then I think he needs to go to the 49ers. If you want me to do he, I he wants the most money, then he needs to go to Carolina because Carolina has like $35 million in open cap space and they can give him everything that he wants. Also more if they get rid of McCaffrey, which is possibly part of the trade now. Cause you know, right. that man can't walk three feet without tearing, straining something. Right, um, exactly. They have so much money and they can pay him. 
I don't want to hear your take on San Fran, though, because that's out of left field. They just drafted a quarterback last year. Where is this coming from? Because Watson's my age. He's 27. Like, that's that's really pulling a stretch here. That's just saying that Trey Lance is not your guy. I mean, if I'm Houston, I get Trey Lance to battle out Davis Mills, a long neck himself, and see what happens. But I, I just, after giving up all those picks for the third overall pick, that's really... Damn, that's bold. I like I I listen, I'll give you that's original. I you know if I if I'm handed fifty thousand dollars to correctly select it, I would go Carolina as well. I think you know DJ Moore um is just an elite level receiver. He proved that last year, even with the incompetence of Sam Darnold. I swear, I I never realized how bad of a quarterback that man was until he blew a 21-0 lead to that Eagles offense that didn't know how to move the ball. (laughs) <laughs> basically Jalen Hurt scored all our points and we won. That's yeah. how it, how, that's how that game went. And I said to myself, I'm like, you know, I wanted to give Sam Darnold the benefit of the doubt. And we'll probably talk about Darnold at some point later, but God, he's bad. Carolina yeah. has not had a good quarterback since 2015 Cam Newton. I mean, I'd even right. give Cam 2016. Like he started teetering off after that, obviously. But yeah, if I'm, if, if I'm Houston, I get McCaffrey to help Davis Mills because if Davis Mills works, okay, now you have McCaffrey, Davis Mills, a bunch of picks, and some cap wiggle room. And you get rid of that headache that's been sitting on your bench for the last, I don't know, year and a half. You want my dark horse. I don't know how this would happen. Atlanta. They're out of nowhere. Yeah, I think Cleveland, uh, Cleveland will shoot themselves in the foot before they get Deshaun Watson. Oh, for sure. The, like, Deshaun's going to step foot outside of Cleveland. I mean, you're an Ohio girl. You know. Cleveland's not the most appealing place to live sometimes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you can't tell me. Like, Atlanta. You could be in Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte and Atlanta. I've been to multiple times. They're gorgeous cities. I have flown over Cleveland. I, I've seen enough. I've had family members visit Cleveland. I have friends from Cleveland. They've all told me the same thing. It's not a premier destination. It's a hardy destination. I could see like them drafting one of these old gruffy Midwest Big Ten guys. Like I could see CJ Stroud quarterbacking for Carolina for Cleveland. You know why? Because he played ball in Ohio. It works. Yeah. I know you're an Ohio State girl. Feel free. I know that's a nightmare for you for him playing for uh, Cleveland. Listen, if I had to watch Tyler Van Dyke play for the Cowboys, I would cry. So, um, can you imagine how I felt when Justin Fields went to the Bears? Because oh, oh I cried. God. Jesus, that's even worse. <laughs> I know. I was saying like literal because when they moved up, I was like, I wasn't expecting it. I got a call. Hey, did you see the Bears just picked? I said, they're not on clock yet. Yeah, they moved up and they picked. Films and I like cried for days. I think I, I think I remember you had some kind of tweet like, I don't know how to deal with this right now. This is not right. Yeah. Um, well, unlucky for me, up until about last year, Miami Hurricanes players weren't going in the top in the first round, so it didn't really matter to me at that point. Right. But I, I digress. With Watson, it's weird. I really look at this whole situation like I don't think anybody actually thought we were gonna get to this point this early. I think a lot of these teams are like, oh fuck, he's available again. Right. Let's throw some shit out there, see what happens. Yeah. And now I don't think I, I do I don't even know why New Orleans is on this list. They would have to cut their entire roster and they they lost their safety Marcus Williams to the Ravens today. 
Right. I think Alvin Kamara is doing at least a year or two for for assault and battery, if not at least a couple months. Yeah. NFL suspend him, and you're going to tell me you want to play for Dennis Allen? The last time Dennis, uh, speaking of the Saints, here's an expert on their train wreck situation, ladies and gentlemen. My friend, Barstool Sports employee. If you haven't seen him on Barstool, <laughs> Nola, you can. With a bunch of bricks behind him, he must be watching the Spurs last night after my boy Cat dropped sixty on him. <laughs> um, my man, Cruz Oxenrider, Cruz buddy, how you doing? I'm good. How, sorry, how's sorry free for... agency treating you? Um, I haven't slept in two days. My I'm having panic attacks uh, every time <laughs> my phone goes off for an alert. And uh, yeah, it's generally, generally, how my life's going right now. No, I, I get that. I mean. It's um, it's been weird for. I mean, like today, I was doing, I was at a job site, no service. I'm getting texts from everybody, and like, yo, you see this? You see that? I'm like, dude, I can't get internet right now. <laughs> this is like the problem. I'm in the one part of Westport, Connecticut that has no freaking service. So, no, nah, I, I get that, and you know, it's it, it, it's weird. We're talking about Deshaun Watson right now. We just talked to little Packers. You know, Savannah's like one of the bigger Packer names on Twitter, and of course, you know, we were talking about Deshaun Watson and. Both of us said the best fit was Carolina, at least money-wise, and they could at least – and it's easier for – you know, he played ball in South Carolina. It's not that far of a, a reach for him. He knows the area. The McCaffrey sprinkled in there would definitely pull Houston to make the deal faster. I also think, you know, having a receiver like DJ Moore would just, like, drive drive him right to him. Also, I think Terrence Marshall, I think he's the other receiver they have. I'm forgetting another one. I think it's Curtis Samuel. Am I yeah, right? No, Curtis Samuel is in uh, Washington now. Washington. Now, who's the other receiver they have? It's, uh, no, it's Terrence Marshall. It's uh, Robbie Anderson. Who Robbie, wants, no, but he's he a free out. agent. He yeah. wants out. So. Yeah, he wants out. Well, I mean, listen, Cruz, we talked this already. Sam Darnold is your quarterback. I would want him <laughs> to. Um, <Yeah>. So, buddy. <laughs> I, I, I got to make a case for the Saints. Why should Deshaun Watson throw a hand grenade into the world and say, screw it, I'm going to New Orleans? Besides the fact that it's beautiful. I love Nola. It's not It's not a hand grenade. It's the best place for him to go. It's, uh, it is. And I, and I have it. I, I've here. been told that it's, he, they're still the front runner. He's just, he's never been a free agent before since college. So he's enjoying this. Uh, he wants to go to the best case scenario. If he goes to Carolina, they're going to have to blow the team up to even have to get him. If he goes to New Orleans, Cleveland. Well, at least that, when New Orleans, the team's already blown up, so at least that that, saves it's that. not. It's not, though. That's the thing. <laughs> Dude, really isn't your not. star running back going to prison? For like, he's not going to $3 million over the cap. Actually, we released and traded all these people, and people have left and signed. So how can you – get to even a decent enough position to be able to get him and pay him and still so we are we are officially we're, we're officially no longer in cap hell we've cleared up enough and we can actually still clear up to 50 more million uh do never doubt uh mickey luminomic or uh, anomics um we just we just signed and gave davenport a signing bonus so carolina ha- will have to give up mccaffrey Derek brown and either Probably Shaq Thompson or the uh, safety. I'm blanking on the safety's name. Plus three, oh, plus three first oh. round picks, and then two first. Now, oh, I got um, the cat, the cat of Oregon, right? Yeah. Now, yeah, no, um, no. Listen, like when I saw everything with Carolina, it was a lot of picks, and yes, it was McCaffrey, and they may throw in 
one of those corners. So, but, so if you if you have to give up all that and you get to sign where you want to go, why would you want to go to an offense that's going to be roster. that's going to be riddled? Deeper roster. And yeah, is Mike Thomas even playing this year? Yes, he is, and he's excited. Do you know? Do you know that he's been actively recruiting to get Deshaun Watson? They've been working out together. They've been training together. Alvin Kamara is only going to get a four-game suspension to stop with he's going to prison stuff. And then you also have a top-five offensive so line. He's not getting charged. Three defense. He's not getting charged. No, dude. Dude, it's they. They're settling out of court. He's not going to prison. If Kareem Hunt didn't go to prison for kicking a, a girl down a hallway, Listen, you think I was I don't even go? the Kareem Hunt thing was just a whole another bag of marbles. Yeah, exactly. Was, and guess what? There's not even like clear video evidence of it. Plus, the I, guy I, was being a creep to his girlfriend. So, if anything, it was self defense. So, I'm sorry. I'm always going to be on Alvin Kamara's side on that one. Listen, so. I am fully. Listen, you know, I'm not the biggest Alvin Kamara fan personally. Him and the Eagles, we don't get along. There's a rivalry between our two teams. I think, besides the Cowboys, you're the team I hate the most. It's fair. So watching Saints fans maybe catch a little L or two. It's it's. I look at the Giants and uh, the Commanders. Um, like uh, I will at least do the chant at least once today. I will not tell you guys what I'm doing it. Um, both of them, by the way. All right, but um, can can I just one last thing is is so thing, I I think if you're looking at the scenarios, you're looking at the best cases. So Atlanta, I don't even the only. It, you can make a better case or, or a case for him going to Atlanta over Carolina because one, he's actually from Atlanta. He was a ball boy for the team, and he actually has a personal connection with them. Carolina, the whole Clemson thing. Clemson's an hour and a half away from Charlotte, so that I, I argument that. is stupid. Plus, not to mention, I, it's like their their coach next year, Matt Rule, will probably be back being a coordinator in college. So, if you're looking for someone who actually wins, the three teams that he should consider to actually make a case for it because I even if because if Deshaun Watson comes to New Orleans they're automatically a top three teams in the NFC because what they'll give up they'll give up three first round picks they just got two compensatory picks today in the third round so they'll probably give up those two and this year then you'll probably add a offensive lineman which it, it won't be Eric McCoy anymore which was rumored it'll probably be Cesar Ruiz and then it will be either Paulson Adebo the corner and then you probably add Fred Warner, the the linebacker, or Pete Warner, I'm sorry. So you add those. I'm all for it because you can fit them under the cap. You still get Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, uh, four out of the five offensive linemen, and Deshaun Watson. And then you still get to keep the main key pieces with Lattimore, um, Animata, Demario Davis, Cam Jordan on that defense. And it's I've seen this, and I've seen this team beat Brady with Taysom Hill. So, what do you think Deshaun Watson's yeah. going to do? Well, listen, the whole Brady news. I was like, oh, great, he's going to lose to some other NFC quarterback this year. Yeah. I like. Well, can we also understand that Brady in 2020 was the perfect storm of things to go wrong? Like, listen, they lose to the Packers if Kevin King wasn't a bonehead and grabbed the back of Mike Evans' jersey. Like, they lose Jared they, they don't, Yeah, exactly. Like, we all knew the Mahomes and the boys were going to get smacked. That team was not ready to play a real pass rush. They literally skated through the playoffs. And in the wild card, they almost lost to Heineke, who lost his job to Carson Wentz. And the season hasn't even started yet. Because we are commanders. Bum, ba -dum, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> and also, I will do the – let's go. Here we go, commies. Here we go. But I'm going to save that one for later. Command Kamikaze Commando Commander Carson Wentz. That's how it's going to go this year. I, how yeah, how are you going to feel when they win? Over here, tucked in the corner, they are no longer to be seen the light of day. How are you going to feel when they win the NFC East? Well, Cruz, at that point, they will fly. 
a hell of a freeze over. Republicans and Democrats will shake hands on everything, and will be and our gas will be at ninety nine cents a gallon. So you know what? When that happens, Cruz, I will be celebrating everything else going crazy. So it's not the problem. Listen, I will. I can't wait for Carson Wentz tied with the Eagles fourth quarter. Chucks a ball straight at Darius Slay. Doesn't even look. He he thinks Terry McLaurin's open. Nope, it's five yards behind him, and there's Slay just waiting for the ball because Hassan Reddick's like draped on his back. A simple no would have sufficed. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the Carson Wentz thing got personal. The more and more bullshit I heard about him in the locker room, because I defended this man. So Savannah was my co-host for an entire season. I defended this man night and day. Cruz, you've been on the show a thousand times. You know as well. I defended Carson like he was a family member. And to hear all the bullshit. I owe Alshon Jeffrey a fucking apology. Holy shit. I love And St. Nicholas Foles. I paid my respect to the statue this year. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. So, all right. We'll talk some uh, other free agency signings. All right. So, first off, I want to understand what the hell. Okay, so Mitch Trubisky. That's my favorite one so far. Because I have heard the Yinzers from Pittsburgh are split. And I want to ask next, did Pittsburgh actually think they were going to get a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky? Jameis. Yeah. True. But, I mean, isn't Jameis going to play quarterback for y'all if you don't get Watson? 100%, yeah. Uh, I feel bad bad for him now because he's, like, caught in this weird limbo where it's like, oh, yeah, we're all on the Jameis train. We're going to resign him. We're working on a two-year deal. Doesn't work out. We draft Bryce Younger, CJ Stroud next year. And then now it's like, hey, we actually have a legitimate shot at getting Deshaun Watson. And he's kind of like that. He's your backup school is the best way. Yeah. So it's like, it, it, it's, it's unfortunate too, because he's a really good backup school. But the one you really want to get into is he's got you on the waiting list. Oh, yeah. I am Jared Clem. I fully endorse another year of Jameis Winston being a starter somewhere. Oh yeah, I loved it. He I love James. Listen, I hated him in college. We but I love him for pure entertainment value in the NFL. That man is the Trayvon Diggs of quarterbacks. You either are going to get a fifty-eight yard bomb that's going to split four defenders, or he's going to throw the ball right at a linebacker, and it's going to be gorgeous. And there's no way to talk about it other than that. See, I. I Tampa Jameis, absolutely. New Orleans Jameis, no. Listen, one of those touchdowns against the Patriots literally fluttered like a butterfly with a busted wing, okay? Did, like, did we score? You did because the it, Patriots literally can't play. It, it, did we score? That's the only yeah. question. Did we score? And we also threw a Hail Mary against the against the now the commanders. Mark, um, we are commanders. Well, yes. And then, and then our season went to shit the moment he got hurt because then we had to settle for Taysom Hill. Trevor Simeon him dancing with the cross. Right, that's what I'm thinking is I think he actually looked really good the first few weeks. Yeah. What week did he get hurt? Week, uh, week seven. It was against seven. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he looked really good. And honestly, you know, I'm of course going to remember week one against the Packers. I know yeah. that necessarily wasn't like. No, normal, but it was. But he it was, like, looked good. It was the pure. It was the showcase of like, hey, what would Jameis Winston look like with Sean Payton as a head coach and him coaching him up? at quarterback and it was throwing it around. I think it was around 25 times, but five of those 20 times went for touchdowns and then the play action opened up. I mean, the, the, and I went to the game and Jacksonville, it was a weird week. Like it was supposed to be in the dome and the hurricane, but like the, 
the play action bomb was just at the end was just a chef's kiss to like a great game for him. So, and it, it was kind of, he was starting to get in his rhythm. The new England game went great. And then it was seven, seven when Devin white decided to be a dirty player that he is and towards ACL. Cruz's love of Tampa, not, not love and shown here on this podcast. Uh, two updates quick and two interesting updates. Um, Panthers signed Devont, Devonta Foreman. You know, definitely one of the, uh, like, you know, he's Derrick Henry's backup this year was huge for the Titans down the stretch. The other one, the New York Giants expected to sign Tyrod Taylor. He'll start um, by week eight. Who? Tyrod Taylor. No, what team? Oh, the Giants. Oh. Well, I listen, they missed out of kissing Titties Mitch, so now they have to settle for I got stabbed by the team doctor Trubis uh Tyron. Okay, so what about okay, are people forgetting about Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, what is going on here? No, I no okay, so we're out of San Francisco, and this is what everyone's been saying. I've heard from Rappaport, Garofolo, I've heard it from Rich Eisen. Anybody who has any opinion on the NFL has said the same thing. San Francisco is sitting with the best trade chip besides once Rodgers and Wentz, and I wouldn't even consider Wentz above him, but anyway. Russell. And Ro- Russell and now Deshaun Watson are now either in the mix or about to get traded. The next best thing is Jimmy G. And those Niners are like, we don't have to move him yet. We want to make sure, like, Trey is ready to go. So we're going to hold the entire NFL quarter. So the Colts. Dollars to donuts, like I am betting house, I am betting serious money on this. They are literally sitting there waiting for John Lynch to call him up and say, hey, "Listen, all right, how many picks are you going to give me? How many are you going to give me?" Because it's the only the only other thing I can think of the Colts doing right now is drafting Matt Corral in the first round, uh, or maybe Malik or will- trading up for Malik Willis. They they or yeah. back in the first round. They need to make a move because right now the Colts are sitting there with Sam Ellinger. We're back as their quarterback. No, they or, got Gardner Minshew. Listen, that trade hasn't gone down yet, but Andy, we'll keep taking more of your picks. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, I love how the Colts are learning. Chris Ballard to me, I think thinks he's too smart for his own good. That's the vibe I've gotten off in the last three years. He tries, he's like, he tries to be stuck. Like, oh yeah, Howie, we'll give you a, a conditional first round pick. When when uh, Carson, if Carson plays the whole season, Carson plays the whole season, costs him the season in Clowntown. Um, then you know you you cut Car- you trade Carson the Commanders. Basically, they lost a first and a third for I believe two thirds. I don't even remember the, the trade completely, but I don't know the quarterback free agency market right now is weird. Jimmy G, I think, is going to be dealt like midsummer. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. I think I think, it, I think it's I think it's during the draft. I think it's that's probably oh. the state. I think it's like I think be it's, part of a trade package. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. um, there was the rumor today that Deshaun was going to go out to uh, to San Francisco, and Trey Lance was going to be part of the trade package, but that got debunked. He ended up That's going to Cleveland instead. Literally, I said right before you got on the show, he's yeah. like, who would you see like them going got, to? And I literally said best fit would be San Francisco. It got debunked. Um, so they, they, I, think Sh- I think Shannon really believes in this Trey Lance kid. I like Trey Lance. Um, I think if he would have been in any other – I think if he would have been in this year's draft class, he would have been the first quarterback taken. 
Uh, me I personally. think he wrote his hype instead of like staying one more year because North Dakota State, honestly, like they, well, they played one game last year. I know. And the problem is, like, everyone's talking about like he's played a grand total. I think Cruz, it's like 15 total starts in college, something like that. Yeah, it, it's not a lot. Because he, but he basically went for, three yeah. years of Ethan Stick and then one year of uh year and a half of Trey Lance. Yeah, and and when he played last year in his packages, he he got in a rhythm and I thought he did pretty well for himself, but you can clearly tell he's a rookie. I think he needs a full season to start. I, I really wish if San Francisco wouldn't have got hot at the right time last year, I think they would have shut Jimmy G down and would have played Lance, but their defense got healthy. Uh Debo Samuel just started becoming a monster and a problem. Uh mm-hmm. and then it just seemed like all right, well Jimmy G was a bad babysitter towards the end because he blew a 10-point lead in the championship game. I think Jimmy G will probably end up in Indy, and I could also probably see him end up in Seattle. Wow. Okay, so Seattle's weird to me because Seattle's put D- said, like, listen, we're open to DK Metcalf offers. I understand that one. They just don't want to fucking pay the guy. They already paid. They're going to have to pay Lockett. Well, Lockett's already like- paid. It's DK is ready for a contract extension. So. Oh yeah, no, DK is looking for that extension, but also it's like, you know, I've, I've, you know, my, my, my guys down in Philly, Liberty Line, like bring DK to Philly. Like, listen, I guarantee you, dangle a first round pick in front of John Schneider, to resur- to, to 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 make up for that JJ Arthago Whiteside pick that we won't talk about. Yeah, I guarantee Howie Roseman would pluck that out of the air like nothing. Problem is. Is John Schneider going to try to Welch now that he's gotten all these picks for Russell Wilson? Because honestly, I'm with Seattle. It's weird. I almost think like, do they try to see what they got in Drew Locke? Because honestly, Denver's offense was not built for him. No, I. So what I think happens, and they they got the eighth pick. I like, and they get, and they have Denver's next two first round picks, which probably yeah. they'll be in the high twenties, uh, maybe low thirties next year. Uh, for the next two years, because I think Denver is a Super Bowl caliber team now, 100%. and I love and I love I love the funnel, big guy. That's 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 fantastic, dude. It's it's a Viking horn. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't know you're from Minnesota. My bad. Uh, so, anyways, oh, I, I think actually have some culture. Um, this is actually you're wearing an eagle hat. Clearly, that's not true. <laughs> Says the guy who roots for both Florida and Bama. No, I do, I do not root for Florida and Bama. I do not. I am. I am. I am Alabama. I just tolerate my parents' uh, decision to where they went to college. Okay, listen. I, I will admit, us Eagles fans are not the most savory bunch on the planet. I went to my first Eagles game at the Link. They they had bins outside the stadium, not for beer cans. I saw full, half full bo- vodka bottles. I saw half full bottles of Jameson, Jack Daniels. They didn't ask for my vaccine card. They didn't ask for shit. They like take ticket. I'm like, got it. I almost got in a fight with a kid who looked like Kevin telling me to go back to Connecticut because I I was trying to stick up for Jalen Rager in the stands. <laughs> this is before the two drops against the Giants. We're not gonna talk about this. Well, before I was distracted by your Viking horn, which is beautiful, by the way. It really yeah, is. It's actual ox horn, by the way. I, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but I was going to say this is not a good quarterback class. Uh, I think the only guy I would risk drafting in the first round because I got to see him firsthand and uh, the senior bowl. And a lot of people were really impressed with him was Malik Willis. I think this kid's a stud. I think he's going to be a steal towards the end of the first round or beginning of second. Mm-hmm. I think if you're, I'll put it like this. If the saints don't get 
Deshaun. And they ended up and Malik Willis is sitting there at 18. I'm all for it at that point. Okay. I, I say bring Jameis back for two years, draft Malik Willis, and then I am more than comfortable with that. If uh, if they ended up not going the Deshaun route or the uh, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave route. But mm. if I'm Seattle, I bring in Drew Locke. I, I probably do my homework on Jimmy G. Or I just wait till next year, and then you got – you got Bryce Young, you got CJ Stroud, you have uh, Tyler Van Dyke. Yes, yeah, you have him. You also have JT Daniels. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. is he going to play this? Okay. Yeah. Screws, I'm going to let you plug your uh, contest in a minute, but is he going to play this year? I think he will. I think he'll. I think he's waiting, uh, especially for spring transfers. Spring ball is right around the corner, so I think a lot of people are going to start entering the portal after this spring game uh, once they realize that there is a freshman coming in that's better than them. Generally, is what happens. Yeah, I was gonna say, doesn't Georgia have at least one five-star quarterback coming in this year? Uh yeah, he is out of some. I think Norcross, Georgia. Yeah, he's a freak. Uh, he'll come oh, in. No, I saw, I watched tape on this kid like a couple weeks ago. I think somebody sent it to me. It does. Didn't he make like some like ridiculous sixty-yard bomb throw, and it looked like it was effortless? Yeah, he's. Yeah, no. He if it wasn't for Setson Bennett winning a national championship last year, he would probably start. He's he's yeah. That- I mean, Setson Bennett did God's work, but that's another thing. Um, he didn't do God's work. God's work did God's work. Well, I listen, that, game. Also, he tried to that Georgia defensive line is a bunch of mon- – it's the Monstars. They're freaks. Oh, yeah. the Georgia is going to 4-7. I know. It's it, it's yeah, insane. Um, anyways, what you talked about plugging. Yes, uh, so I am partnering with uh, Boo Crew Media, and I we are giving away two final four tickets in New Orleans, uh, April 1st through April 4th. All you have to do is go on Twitter or Instagram, look it up, quote, and say your final four teams. If you predict it correctly, you will win two final four tickets. However, though, if you tie with somebody else, it is first come, first serve, whoever gets it right. But you can come hang out with us in New Orleans. Barstool is going to be there, so we're going to do a lot of stuff with them. Uh, it's going to be a really fun week, and I'm excited. Everyone knows when there's a huge sporting event in the, in the city of New Orleans, they go all out for it. Uh, you will not find me on Bourbon Street. Can't stand that place. But we will. Uh, we'll really? have a I feel like I gotta drag no. you down there when next time I come to New Orleans. No, Bourbon, sh- dude. I I go to Bourbon. Bourbon Street. You have to do at least once a trip. It's trashy, I know. But you know what? Listen, college spring break. That was where I went, and I had the best time of my life. I'm so almost you know thirty. I don't. I'm not doing this anymore. Oh my! I turned twenty-seven in two days. Okay. I'm, like, I'm twenty-nine, man. I'll be thirty in August. Now, I will say, there's only a few things that can maybe go down Bourbon Street. That oh, is yeah, me on a rooftop terrace for thirtieth birthday, by the way. Yes, it's me. It's me in a rooftop where there's free alcohol and food. That's the only way you can get me on there. All right. Fair enough. All right, me. And, oh, by the way, me and Kevin are telling you now we're going to show up for your thirtieth birthday unannounced. It's going to happen. Okay. Well, uh, I don't even know what I'm doing for my 30th birthday. It's okay. We'll we'll ask Kaylee. It'll be all good. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let her know. (laughs) You know what's so fucked up, guys? Quick story. Um, Me and Cruz, uh, last Wednesday, we're four blocks away from each other in New York City, and we could not see each other because I was stuck in a luxury apartment polishing a floor. That's your fault, man. I I was like, hey, let's let's go get breakfast. Okay, if I didn't have to drive my foreman home, I would have stayed. I would have stayed in the city and been like, "Yeah, let's go grab some food." But the, his Irish oh, ass does not like to drive home. He's from he's from North Ireland. Okay, he does not know how to drive in a fucking city. Me, <laughs> I was like, I'm driving a turbocharged Tacoma. You can't have fly through lights and that shit. New York City's a breeze driving now. 
I, it's I'll all right, Cruz. Next time I, you're I, up, Cruz. Next time you're up here, I will make sure I'm down. I'm literally here now. <laughs> Motherfucker, I work full time and I have all my birthday shit. You want to come to Connecticut for my birthday shit? Be my guest. Come where? To my house up in Connecticut for my birthday shit. That's, dude. I barely know how to use the subway to go like. I'll two pick more. you up from the train <laughs> station, brother. Cruz, dude, I will pick you up from the train station. Just get up here. Dude, going to Brooklyn was hard enough for me. You think I can make it to Connecticut? You go to Grand Central Station, you get on the train to Southeast, and I'll pick you up. Dude, this sounds not, uh, okay. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yo, if I tell yo, listen, if you show up, I guarantee Kevin would do about Mach one down here to come see you. So, you guys know where to find me. So I know where to uh, listen. I'm trying to make the plans here. I just was screwed by the fact that I was stuck in this apartment. We couldn't get out fast enough. By the way. Ke- you know, Kev just doesn't even talk to me anymore. He's very rude. He's, he's, he, I guess he just doesn't care about our friendship. Uh, you're the okay, only one who's to my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, and Savannah, it's a pleasure to meet you too, which Jared did not introduce us. So very sorry. Pleasure. Well, you know, you joined mid-segment. I'm sorry. <laughs> Savannah was, of course, my co-host back in 2019. She did. She was season three co-host with me. Um, she's coming back for a couple of appearances and, uh, you know, before she goes on her nice uh, long vacation. Who knows? Savannah, maybe you come back for more than that. We'll see. But, uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, Cruz, Tamir quit. Oh, my God. Intern quit? He's no, he's hasn't been an intern in two years, but, yeah. Um, yes, folks, uh, Samir uh, stepped down. He got offered an amazing opportunity oh. in his mate in his in his field, uh, show running, which is incredible. <laughs> um, so, shout out to Samir for uh, moving up in the world. Uh, so yeah, no, right now I'm running the whole fucking podcast by myself and I am freaking the fuck out. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I don't know how I'm doing it. And, uh, I'm in the middle of a job hunt right now. And on top of, you know, working in belly ups management department, this is great. I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> but- so I, I, I do, I do have one question to ask. Cause I only have a little bit of time left before yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually recording the, the Oxcord podcast. Uh, tonight live stream so feel free i will to drop the link i will share the link in our Thank twitter you. feed uh, but before i go i just want to know who y'all's final four is okay um savannah would you like to go first because ladies first i honestly haven't made my bracket yet i what? listen i stress out it stresses me out if i start early so i literally wait until wednesday night then i make it like okay minutes. so i'm not fucking if crazy I, don't, I start on sunday night and I erase everything and I stress and I'm like, this is going to be wrong. This is, I do way better if I just do it late at night on a Wednesday. So I have right. not made it yet. I, I don't okay. have, I don't have too crazy of a final four. Uh, the highest seed I have making the elite eight is a five seed in Iowa. Uh, oh, I, I have, um, I have an eight seed making the, wait, yeah, I have an eight seed. How making far do you have Ohio four. state going, sir? Uh, I can tell you probably not far because I don't like the state of Ohio. Okay, well, I don't like oh, Ohio, bro. either. Uh, actually, I have them losing in the first round of Loyola Chicago. Jesus, oh, I'm not betting against Sister Jean. Yo, Sister Jean's gonna put some voodoo shit on them. I actually, if it makes you feel any better, I actually have Ohio State winning that game because I dare I'm putting money on Ohio State because I guarantee a thousand percent that in the sports books, people are going to bet a shit ton of money on Loyola Chicago because of what Screws just said. I, I am that guy who bets against the spread because I'm so that asshole. I don't 
there's no favoritism or being a homer in March Madness for me at all. In fact, I I, I don't I have Alabama losing. Uh, I I almost picked him not to get to the Sweet Sixteen at all. I actually. I mean, I have losing lose. Texas Tech. I'm not. I know. I, I really thought about the picking against him and lose Texas Tech. I'm losing in the Sweet Sixteen to Duke. Um, my final four is actually I have Duke Kentucky making it. Um, I have and then I have Arizona Auburn. And then I actually yeah. have Kentucky and Auburn playing in the national championship with Auburn being the national champion. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I like, and yes, an Alabama man picking Auburn to win the national championship basketball. I just think top to bottom roster wise, they've, I've seen them at their highs and I've seen them at their lows and their highs are better than anyone I've seen all year. I think they have two of the top uh, 10 players in the country. I think both of them will be lottery picks. Uh, Jabari Smith to me is the best player in America it's hard to pick against them. So I think Auburn be cutting the nets down in new Orleans. My final four is Gonzaga. I think Duke's going to lose early. The, like this whole coach. Tour, listen, yeah. this whole coach K tour has been hysterical the last couple of weeks. My Tar Heels. I only root for them for one sport cruise. You know, this and that's right, basketball. It's, it's, it's been it since I was like seven years old. Since the Vince Carter fucking game. That game was a – I will say that Duke-Carolina like game. Bucks it was, in that fucking game. It was an kidding? emotional mess. It was it was more of a circus event than a basketball game. Carolina yeah. Carolina came to play, and they embarrassed Coach K. They wanted to win that game more than Duke did, and it was fantastic. Oh, yeah, no, that, yeah, that was obvious personally. too. Yeah. So uh, and then then also Virginia Tech did God's work again. By not I, I went to that game. It was fantastic. It, yeah, I was in. I, was, I went to. I know. I, I saw your. I saw your snaps. I was like, "Oh yeah. my god, this is incredible!" Ended I'm up getting tickets. Uh, I sat around. I was. That was the first time I've ever been around Duke fans, uh, Duke oh, basketball horrible. fans, and it was, it was terrible. Horrible. I, I was. I was screaming for. They are worse than Eagles fans, and I will back that. It was it was actually really fun. I made friends with this sweet old lady uh, who went to Virginia Tech next to me. Of course you and, did. And there that, that I don't know who that balding white dude was for Virginia Tech dropping threes, but every Bro, time he hit one, she was fire. like, "Fuck yeah, that's a bad white boy." And I was like, <laughs> I was like "Whoa!" All right. So Cruz, I got Gonzaga as the one. I think that team is just fucking. Mark Few is great at making the Final Four, not winning it. Um, out of the East. This is not just homerism. I think Baylor is going to get sloppy. They do a lot. The last year was a little bit of a different story. They finally caught their stride. I have North Carolina out of the East. They literally steamroll. Hey, listen, that's homerism. I get one homer pick a year. No, you don't. You don't get no, you don't get to do that. Savannah, listen, I'm gambling with my own money here. I don't care. Um <laughs> out of the Midwest, I have a Big Ten team. I wanted to take Which Iowa happened? so bad, but oh, everyone's taking Iowa. Shut and up. I just, I'm like, I'm waiting for them just to blow it. Because every year there's that one hot team that everyone in Vegas gets so crazy about, and they blow it the second round. And I can totally see Iowa losing to Providence or, or South Dakota State. I Purdue totally is that hot team here. Yeah. Purdue I'm is. Wisconsin, Wisconsin is. Yeah. You picked Wisconsin. I freaking Wisconsin. No, oh, you Jersey and all. make it that far. No, they're gonna make it that far, but then get no, stomped. Like, but then get stomped by my, the number one seed out of the who south. Who do you have them beating? Arizona. Who do you have them beating in the elite eight? Um, Kansas. No, uh, if you have wait, you're oh, wait, no, 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 never mind, never mind, never mind. Um, I have them beating. Uh, they're not Auburn. beating Auburn. Wisconsin's not beating Auburn. <laughs> all right, oh, okay. Cruz, I know you're trying to be unbiased here, but like Auburn, it's I, bias, it's, this year. I, I am not sold on them actually not choking this away. 
Dude, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Nebraska, right. kidding me? and Rutgers in the in the Big Ten. If any Big Ten championship team, doesn't mean shit, okay? Ill- no, no, that was to win. That was to win the regular season. They lost to a nine win or lost to a nine win Nebraska team. So Listen, the if, Midwest bracket to me might as well just be a big X mark. I'll take two out of the South. I don't. It's like what the shit? I mean, like how? Once again, Kansas is like twenty eight and six, but then again, the Big Twelve besides Baylor is like hoy. I have Kansas um, losing in the Sweet Sixteen to Iowa. I do too. Yeah, yeah. I, I like and like I said, the team I actually liked the most, who I could see if there was a team that was going to mess up um, my Final Four, would probably be Tennessee. I think they're very dangerous as a three seed. Like I got them beating Villanova. I think they're going to play Arizona really tight. Uh, I just think Arizona's to me. Arizona to me. You could pick one A, one B between Auburn and in Arizona. Like I like I said, I think Gonzaga's overrated. Every time they play a team that's not named St. Mary's, they don't show up for it. Like I saw Bama beat them soundly. I think year. they'll beat Duke though, because Duke is the same way, just ACC. I think Duke gets them. Uh I think Kentucky is and I've seen Kentucky beat down Duke. So I, I really like Kentucky this year. I think I don't know. It's gonna be a very interesting. What about your I, good I, friend I over in Arkansas, Cruz? I, I don't like Arkansas. I know I, you don't. I'm making a joke because half of your Twitter has been banned, has been blocked by their head coach. Yeah, because he's a. I'd be that pissed off too if I was five five. Well, hey, stop talking shit about Kevin. We're talking about Arkansas's basketball coach. Um, no, but no, the fact that like all half of you come Twitter people who I love so much, even though I'm not a Bama <laughs> fan whatsoever. Um, I'm trying to be more universal now. Trying to trying what? to be trying to be more universal now. I'm trying to be everyone. I know you are, but Cruz, we know where your origins from. That's how we found you. That's how Kevin got. That's how Kevin got you on the show, and that's how we scarred you for life with Kevin's mom jokes. Oh my god, it's the most uncomfortable I've ever been my entire life. Oh Savannah, <laughs> by the way, in the opening credits when the whole video is playing, when Cruz is losing his shit, that's when Kevin called his dad in the middle of a show to talk about his mom being an alcoholic and leaving. You, I don't remember the alcoholic part, but yeah, okay. it was it was something along those lines. But we've made a thousand jokes about it. But oh. it was, I mean, I mean, Savannah was here for an entire fucking season. She heard at least fifty thousand mm-hmm. of Kevin's mom jokes. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I will also say I will give one more before I have to roll. Um, okay. I so for upsets I have in the first round I have Davidson beating Michigan State. Okay. Uh, I have Wyoming. That's right. The Cowboys beating St. Mary's. Okay. Beating Texas. Okay. Um, I that one too. And then what were the other ones I had? I had I have an ACC bias. I have Michigan beating Colorado State. I think I have Loyola Chicago yeah. beating Ohio State. I have uh I have Miami beating USC, and that's really I do too. And I will say this: if I have to, if I have an almost upset and I'm not like too confident about it, yell over Purdue. I like Yale. I, could, I like Yale too. And the Yale, fact Yale that, slows know, the game down and they make you play at their pace. I also literally can hit a goal. I can literally like it. I can leave my house now. I'll be at their arena in twenty minutes. But um, also with Miami, it's like aren't they like the old? I think I believe like the second oldest starting five in. They're very uh, yeah. Their youngest for all transfer guy for it is a is a junior. So also I mean, Jim Laranaga is also like if anybody remembers George Mason, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. So they're, that's they're why good. like I have them possibly being a thorn in the sides of like LSU, um, USC, possibly mm-hmm. Auburn. Like they're kind of like my they're not gonna make the final four, but they're gonna blow up half the bracket. 
Yeah, and then don't be surprised if Bama loses to Rutgers or Notre Dame. Like I, 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 it's, it's I much, watched it Rutgers this me. weekend. I was entertained. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I I've watched Rutgers play uh, a lot recently because they've been on bigger games. But like I haven't, I've only watched Notre Dame play once or twice this year. Bama just doesn't look like a good team right now, and it's hard to be confident, especially the last four weeks watching them. Like if you would have asked me what the team ceiling was after the Gonzaga and Baylor and Houston went out like, Oh yeah, this team's going to the final four. I wouldn't be surprised if the team lost in the first round convincingly. Wow. Yeah. So how unconsolable Kevin be for the next 24 hours of Bama basketball losing the first round? He'll get over it because everyone knows that and everyone knows we're not a basketball school. It's softball. You know, it just don't yeah. tell him that during the offseason. He needs something to brag about. Yeah. Um, softball. We have some, hey, we're undefeated in softball. I'm just saying, we're I saw that. Congratulations, buddy. We're, we're always good in softball, but I gotta go. It was a pleasure being on here. Um, Thank you, buddy. Check out the uh, Oxcord podcast. We uh, do live streams, ep- new episodes out every Wednesday. And like I said, if you want a chance to win Final Four tickets, uh, go on Instagram and Twitter, find us, let us know your Final Four, and then you can come hang out and party with us in New Orleans. I think Cruz to boost ratings and to get some controversies, bring me on for an episode. I, you know what? If you're not doing anything later, maybe we can squeeze in. Um, I am not. Besides editing this podcast, shoot me a text. All right. Well, love you guys. I'll talk to you guys later. See you, buddy. That was the great Cruise Oxen Rider, friend of the show. I actually might go on his podcast in an hour. It's all right. I'm not working tomorrow. I'm doing my taxes. Um, there you go. I literally looked at my boss today and I said, Savannah, I literally looked him dead in the eye. I said, Hey, I need Wednesday off. And he goes, oh, Next Wednesday off. He goes, Why? I'm like, well, um, the last three years in a row, the IRS has raked me over the coals and beaten me like a bad steak. And I said, and he said, what do you mean? I'm like, every year I do something stupid. Either I punch something in wrong or do something the wrong way. Because one, I had two jobs this year. Two, I have won money gambling. Three, I have invested in crypto. It's just, it's annoying. And you know, it's, I said last year, somebody said, 150 bucks. I walk into HR block. I sit down, I get on my phone, I answer any questions they have, and it's done with me in an hour. And I go all about my business. There right. is nothing, it's it's easy. There's nothing right. to worry about. I just have the, the 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 cool lady with all the Irish Celtic tattoos who does my taxes every year. She takes care of it for me. I go I go grab some lunch and I call it a day. It's it's an easy, simple process. I listen, I get the whole doing your taxes yourself. I did it two years ago, and I honestly was like, never again. <laughs> I said, fuck that shit. I'm done. So, and I'll get my return. I'll get my tax return in two and a half weeks because I'm doing it directly at the spot and I'm all done. So, yeah. So tomorrow, I that's why I might go on cruise show because, you know, fuck it. Why not? But we didn't talk enough fragrances bonuses. Like, what is it with the freaking Jaguars just going to work this week? I mean, okay, they're, so- they're going to be like, remember how the Patriots last year spent like a kajillion dollars on like all the free agents after not doing it forever. I feel like that's what they're doing this year because I feel like they can, they, they can do that. They have the money they have, you know, I think it's an option. I also think Doug Peterson is just a gambler. That man will throw money at anything. <laughs> right. I mean, come on, listen, I had him as a head coach for four years, and, I, I, like, there's nothing more convincing than Doug Peterson. That man chucks money. He, it, he got in Trent Baalke's ear and goes, hey, I need money for this guy. Okay, this guy. Okay, these 10 guys. Wait, wait, you said 10? <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw Christian Kirk $21 million a year. Wait, huh? <laughs> yeah, 
I don't like Trent, Christian Christian Kirk. Four years, seventy-two million dollars. That's a lot of money. That's way overpaying. That's like I mean, that's, that's way overpaying. Eighty-four million dollars total. Twelve million dollars a year. Like oh. I mean, they're overpaying for everybody. But if I can see it working out, I can see what they're doing. They're overpaying for a lot of money, but uh, for a lot of people, but they have the money. So I think I'm looking at it as it could potentially pay off. And ne- at the end of next season, like they might not make the playoffs, but they're like growing as a team and they have, they have good draft stock and stuff. So at this point it's, I'm looking at it as I think it's just going to be worth it. If you have the money to throw at people, then throw the damn money. Yeah, exactly. Don't be the Indianapolis Colts and sit on your hands until, um, you know, the 15th week of free agency. Yeah. Your Packers, they've been doing nothing but cutting. They re-signed Preston Smith, which I thought was a great move. Yeah. Do they make a move? Because my Eagles have been very calm. They re-signed a couple guys. They let Alex Singleton walk. I'm going to miss you, Alex. You were always fun watching you commit targeting at least once a week. Um, But they went and got Hassan Reddick, who is, one, a Philly native. Two, is a freak of nature. He literally put in his Twitter bio, Philadelphia Eagles weapon, not end, not linebacker, weapon. There you go. And apparently Nick, Nick Sirianni wants to use him like the Cowboys use Micah Parsons, which I am totally for. Yeah. To have him literally just run at the quarterback from either side. Like, I mean, back when we were kids, right? Terrell Suggs. That's that's what I'm thinking here. Yeah. Roams the back, Rome's line of scrimmage and attacks the quarterback every play. That's yeah. fine by me. But your Packers. I heard Jarvis Landry's in the mix. Do they bring MVS back or do they let him walk? What is going on in, in Cheeseland? What are they doing now that they figure well, sort of figured out their main two guys? Yeah. So me personally, I would rather just stick to the squad that we have. So like I said earlier, we're working on a deal with Rizal Douglas. We still have to re-sign Robert Tunyon. Sorry, Eagles, Eagles legends. I, I love Rizal Douglas. <laughs> We still have to re-sign Robert Tunyon, which two years ago, like he tore his ACL last year, but two years ago he led the league in touchdowns for tight ends. Like he is an upcoming star, and I think he connects really well with Rodgers, and I think Rodgers has vocalized that. And when we give Rodgers what he wants, he performs even better. Like exact, like when we brought in Randall Cobb last season. It's just kind of like if there's necessities that we need to fix on our own team and figure out on our own team before we bring anyone in. I would absolutely love to bring Landry in, but realistically, if we can't even afford to bring MVS back, how are we going to bring literally anyone in like Landry or Allen Robinson or anyone that like express right. any interest in the Packers? I don't know who's bringing Allen Robinson. Cause that man's going to demand at least 19 a year. And that man put up worse stats. He put up like Jalen Rager level stats last year. I mean, <laughs> they're better. But for his talent, they're Jalen Rager level. So at a certain point with Allen Robinson, I'm just like, dude, just read the room. You got to earn your money back. Well, I mean, if that's, like someone like the Jaguars is willing to pay it, then that's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna, I'm waiting for like you know Washington to be like, we are commanders. Here's some cash. Just like, just like, just like chuck a, like a Brinks truck at Allen Robinson. Like, hey, Carson Wentz can't hit the broadside of a barn, but. You'll be single cover because of Terry McLaurin, so fuck it. Yeah. I, I, I also, like, the Cardinals, I think, made good moves as well. Zach Ertz, they brought back James Conner. I think letting Christian Kirk walk was smart. I, I honestly, 
the money he won and the fact he was the by the end of the year, he was like the fifth option on the team. I watched their playoff game and he got targeted three times. And that's with Hoppin without Hoppin. I don't even remember the, that that playoff game was the most forgettable playoff game of the entire like postseason this year. Like what well, I don't know if you remember do you remember watching that Monday night game? Because I watched about two minutes of it. Watch the Cardinals get just railroaded, and I turned it off and started playing Xbox. Or I mean, I something. watch I watch all the games through and through if I can, no matter if they're like blowouts or not, just to watch them because. Well, unlike it, you, I have ADHD, so my attention span bounces around like a pinball. Um yeah. I'm trying to apply to get an Alpha Brain like a sponsorship because I started using that, and I'm actually able to focus finally since I start I got off uh, Stratera or whatever the hell I was taking in high school, but. That Cardinals, that Cardinals Rams game was fucking rough, and yeah. so I look at the game and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And the best part was the whole Kyler Murray thing was a headline for about three and a half weeks. But now the Cardinals are back on his Instagram. Everything's fine. The Cardinals are one of those teams. I feel like they were a flash in the pan. They're gonna be a 500 team next year. Yeah, I think I was riding this wave like with them at the beginning of the season. Obviously, when the Packers played in Week Seven or Week Eight. And we beat them. It was, that was like the, that was the last second pick by Douglas, right? Mm-hmm. That was fucking epic. I also, was I was on a cruise I and I was in the sports bar and I started freaking out. My mom's like, "Savannah, shut up!" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> like also, literally, no." I'm really sorry. Sorry. Your your mom had to watch them get like beaten by Cool Joe, so you know I get it. Also, your your mom seems been quiet. I do remember your mom being a Raiders fan because we had this conversation a thousand times when you're on the show. But they've been quiet too. Max Crosby gets the extension. Then besides that, they've been like kind of just like sitting on their hands. They let Zay Jones walk. Zay Jones came from the Raiders. He went to the Jags. Yeah, they lost. My mom just told me like an hour before the show that one of their corners, Faison, Faison. Yeah, he just signed with a new team, and he was he was a really big free agency like signing with them like a couple years ago. And the fact that he kind of left is a big deal. They're losing a lot more people than they're signing, and obviously Max Crosby absolutely deserved that deal. But they need to make a little bit more moves because it's not like they have the draft stock that they did a couple years ago when they traded Cooper and Mac and and all these people, you know. And now you have the fourth best quarterback in your own division, which is kind of scary. <laughs> oh my gosh, that division is going to be it's, so hard. The thing, to watch. It's, like, it's not even an insult to Derek Carr. It's you go, okay, Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. No, Justin Herbert's like just below tier one. Right. Like it's like one of, A and like one B with two. Mahomes and Russell. And then you go, <laughs> and I mean, then you well, go Tim I mean, and Herbert. And then you have to go. The one thing the Raiders can rely on is that, you know, Russell will start like choking it away at the end of the season. Like he always does. It doesn't matter who the coaching staff is. Right. Like somebody asked me before the season started, the free agency started, like, hey, if your Eagles made a run for Russ, would you like it? I'm like, no. And they're like, why? I'm like, well, he's got like one more year in his deal. We're not like with Russell. Yeah. We'll be like NFC Championship contenders but do i trust in beating brady or rogers no right like i'd rather see what we get watson i mean not watson well yeah actually actually i'd rather have watson than russell honestly i'd rather because listen jalen hurts has proven dude makes herculean strides every offseason i said fuck it if he becomes a elite level passer over the offseason fuck it we'll go into it and then he's the eagles quarterback if he doesn't Oh my God! We have three generational talents in the draft next year, maybe four. So it's yeah. it's like the Eagles are playing with house money, and they have three draft picks where they can just keep drafting young guys who cost nothing. So yeah. 
it's my problem with Ross. That's why like Denver fans should be a little worried because it's like the fact that you guys can't bring back Vaughn Miller now. Apparently he's going to Dallas, which Denver he had one fucking job. He wanted to go back to Denver. Yeah, but now apparently because of the Randy Gregory signing, they're leaning. He's leaning toward Dallas. Right. And I'm like Denver, he had one fucking job. <laughs> Keep Vaughn Miller out of my fucking division. I don't know why he. Do- I mean, okay, so with the Rams, because I was going to bring up the Rams. Okay. Um, I don't know why they don't resign him. Like, I get not wanting to resign him, but I think that you should. Like, I think that he's worth it. Like, there's not a lot of pieces that you're not able to bring back. So you just need you need to do what you can and bring him back. I guess yeah. if he wants out, he wants out. But there's no reason why he should because, like I said, you're bringing almost every piece back that took you to the Super Bowl. Like, you lost your left tackle, right, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Andrew was retired. Yeah, so he retired. But that's it. Like, Aaron Donald said that he would come back if, pe- if all the other pieces come back. Matthew Stafford, Vaughn Miller, all these people. Cooper Cup. Like, you know, Odell, all these people. Like, it's just like you can re-sign them. You have the ability to do so. So if everyone says they're going to come back, if everyone else comes back, then you need to make a collective agreement and bring everybody back. Like, you don't need to let them walk. There's no reason to let them walk when they took you to a Super Bowl. Fair. I mean, the issue is with the, with the Rams is their cap hits not great. Odell, I think Odell's going to come back cheap because Odell won't be able to play until October. You get Bobby right. Tree. You get Bobby Trees back. He's still under contract. Yeah. You have Cup. Van Jefferson. It's not like I think the Rams are still winning the division next year by a mile. It's not going to be like yeah. last year. I think the Rams are going to be like your 2011 Packers. Yeah. Where like, oh, like 15 and one and lose in the first round. <laughs> exactly. Um. Like they're going to steamroll a bunch of teams. They're unbeatable, and then whoever's the hottest team coming in NFC, whether it's Tampa, I'm literally throwing my name in here, my team's name in here, just for jokes, Philly or Seattle or who? I'm Seattle, right? I'm, I'm obviously joking. Doesn't matter. <laughs> the hottest team at the NFC comes out of the wild card, beats them in the first round. It's happened like seven times in the last t- twenty years. It happens a more frequently than people want to admit. So it could be fucking Detroit. They loaded up this year. They got fucking DJ Chark. Well, I think might be the comeback player of the year this year. Yeah. He's my dark horse for it. The man 6'4", runs a 4'3 flat, and has a ridic- and has always been a good deep ball guy. And now you give Jared Goff a weapon along with Amon Ross St. Brown, who was the fantasy stud for my my team that got me to the oh, final. You had him? I had him. I picked him up. for I, I got rid of LaVisca Chanel. Nobody had him. Amon Ross St. Brown sitting there the week before he goes off. And I'm like, Huh. You know what? I like this kid at USA. Fuck it. And I I started him because the Eagles had a bye week. And he scores two touchdowns in 110 yards. I'm like, you're staying as my second flex play here. And yeah. he kept winning me games. But Yeah, he did well. I remember because obviously like his brother is on the Packers. Yeah, so yeah. I he's remember kind of uh, like practice squad guy or like fifth string. No, he's, I mean, he's a third string. He's still on the team. He plays a couple downs. He's more of like a um trick play type of guy like that's all we really use him for so um i remember starting to pay attention to him and then his week uh i was about to say week 17 week 18 where we played him and roger sat and a lot of the starters sat and stuff like that he like went off 
Like, I think he, I think he had like a touchdown with like 110 yards on like five catches or something like that. I was like, Oh, <laughs> no, I hear you. I mean, I got a bold take here. Okay. The second place team in the NFC North this year will be the Detroit lions. I am a big MCDC guy. Savannah, I know you've been away for a while, but Dan Campbell and Nick Sirianni are my favorite type of coaches. Okay. As I, I played ball for eight years. I play, you know, I've been around football mostly my entire life. My favorite coaches are the rah-rah guys. Going far as back as John Madden, Vince Lombardi, these guys who maybe not are the best strategic guys. They let their players do it, but they're about the quotes, they're about the hype, they're about the rage. Dan Campbell, Mr. Two Expressos himself. I am for it. I think golf, listen, it may not be golf. They may go get Matt Corral as the last pick in the third and at, at pick 32. Yeah. At 30, at and number two, they're gonna get Hutchinson. Oh my god, they solved their pass rush problem. Oh, uh, Chandler Jones is still in the market, by the way. I'm not saying he's gonna go there. All right. I think Buffalo is to go my with my boy uh Rousseau. Yeah. But I, I like Detroit to me, they just keep getting good guys. Their their free agency classes are great. And they solve the first problem. When you build a team, you do it's three parts. Savannah, you've seen this in every solid franchise. It's O-line, D-line, quarterback, and then you right. work your way out. Right. The Lions got a good D-line. If they get Hutchinson, now they have a decent D-line. They have a great O-line. I mean, Goff got the Rams to the Super Bowl. Say what you want about McVay and how he is as a coach, but Goff's still a decent quarterback. Yeah, I don't think, I think he's gonna... a decent quarterback, and you can tell that everyone loves Dan Campbell. And like, I only I'm paying attention to this because obviously he was a part of my team for a couple years. But mm -hmm. the Packers just releases it Zadaria Smith. He's that's the obvious. I couldn't think of there was another pass rusher who's a little on the older side. Yeah, who would so love like he was with the Ravens more. before. He was with the Packers for a couple years last yeah. year. He was hurt but the last few games that he was healthy. Like yeah. he was healthy week one, and then he was healthy in the playoffs, and he looked yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Like it sucks we couldn't, we can't afford him, so we had to let him go. But yeah. he would be a great pickup. One of my biggest things with the Lions, I think, also like Mary Smith and the Lions to be hysterical. One, because it makes so much sense. It's such a lion signing. Two, I know Zedaria Smith had a good a good couple years in Green Bay, but come on, literally getting to stick it to your old team, that's like one of the best feelings in sports. So I know that that could possibly happen. Also with Dan Campbell, the Lions only lost about four games by more than 10 points. Most of these were nail biters. They were in games. Yeah, I mean, the first time you guys played them and the first time we played them were not close. We may have dropped a 50 burger on them or close to it, but you know, whatever. Um, I think we pulled Jalen Hurts in the third quarter. Uh, I I didn't see an Eagles starting quarterback get pulled since the Bears in 2017. What up, Mitch? Oh my god, but here for it. It's fine. I'm here for it. And listen, the uh, I I I I feel for Justin uh, for Justin Fields because I don't get the Matt, the Matt Abel, Eberflus higher. Oh my God. I can't pronounce his name without laughing and thinking of Pat McAfee saying Eberflus. But I, I, the NFC North is just going to be a fucking clusterfuck below um, Green Bay because 
the Vikings, you like that? Signed Kurt for another, like, gave him more money. They can't stop anything. Oh, they're just going to throw the ball to JJ every and Adam Thielen every down. That's what – and hand up, they're going to score points. They can't stop – they signed Jordan Hicks. That's – you know, the Eagles re, Eagles and Cardinals reject. That's who they, they signed for uh, defensive help. Well, yeah, and they let go of uh, – what's his name? Michael Pierce. Like, why would you do that? Why – well, Why would I, I get cap casualties, but if you're going to – maybe – you know what, Savannah? You're going to have to come back after the draft. We'll revisit this again, obviously. But, I mean, listen, you all come I'll back. Vegas oh, for the draft. You better you, – uh, listen, I, I may give you access to our Twitter account, and you may have to do a I, – I, I may have to shoot you some Venmo money to, like, help us out with the live shit. But, listen, no, but oh, I just – it's after the draft is when you get a better sense of what every team is doing. Right. That's why I don't do a mock draft until after this shit's over. I don't do my, I think I'm doing my first one with belly ups, like draft scout. Yes, we have a draft scout. This dude did 150 player profiles already. You're maybe almost a hundred. Like this, the kid's a freak. Uh, yeah. Listen, if you want to come on do the show this next Tuesday, be my guest. I know you're going on vacation. This kid is a whiz kid. I want to see how he is on air. But, like, I've watched maybe 50 hours of draft tape already. I've done most of the quarterbacks. I've done most of the receivers. I've done four defensive ends, most of the running backs, most of the start, the good cornerbacks. I've done about maybe 25 prospects so far. I, I like what I – like, this is going to be a fun draft. And I think also my biggest take is also, like, this quarterback class is a lot better than, like, guys like Cruz are saying. Like, I think Matt Corral is going to be, like, sneaky, a good starter. I think Kenny Pickett's going to be dog shit. <laughs> Listen, oh. I, like, Kenny Pickett couldn't beat my Hurricanes yeah. at home. Listen, I people mean, have bad games. You... It doesn't mean they're going to be shit. Trevor Lawrence was the yeah, best yeah, player in football for years and he looked like shit. Okay, so here's the, here's the funny thing about Kenny Pickett, right? Ruler, hand. I have nine... And three nine and a half inch hands. I am a podcaster. Kenny Pickett is eight and a half inch hands, and he has to wear gloves. Okay, but what? Okay, but let me just bring this up because I remember Joe Burrow tweeting about how they said that they're not going to make it anywhere because his small hands can't fit around a ball. Joe Burrow still has nine inch hands. Okay, but like they still said that about him. Okay, so and the, 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 the problem is the physics, right? Okay. I have nine and a quarter inch hands. I can fully palm a football and throw it, and I can one arm pump fake it. And I am a schmuck who sits in his basement recording podcasts. Uh-huh. Joe Burrow is a Super Bowl making quarterback who's won a national title. The right. problem is, and you can ask anybody in the NFL, bad weather games, it's really hard to hold on to a football. Yeah. I can tell you this from personal experience. I was an edge rusher in high school. I got one strip sack. I couldn't hang on to the ball because I had gloves on, but it's when it's fucking raining, that ball becomes an ice ice cube. Right. So my biggest thing with Pickett, also his fucking mechanics are all over the fucking place. I heard Dan Orlovsky yesterday on McAfee, and I went back and watched his tape. The dude does a salsa in the pocket. It, it, he said it's like Romo. I'm like, I'm not seeing Tony Romo. I'm seeing like Derek. I'm seeing David Carr where it's like yeah. the dude's doing a salsa dance in the pocket. And because he's got Addison, one of the best receivers in college football, he's going to complete it every time. Right. So with me, 
I look at Pickett as being the first round bust. I also look at Sam Howell being a trap. Just oh god, no. Um, I love Matt Corral. I love Desmond Ritter because the dude knows how to win. He knows how to manage games. And I yeah. love, love, love Malik Willis. Okay. Running backs. This is a sneaky class. Kenneth Walker is going to be like Dalvin Cook 2.0 with more power. Wow. Like kind of, kind of like an Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook kind of type where he's got a little bit of punch, but a lot of speed. Right. Um, I also love the kid at Iowa State who somehow, with how big he is, ran a 4.39. I think that was a little bit of fudged, but whatever. But I'm going to ask you this because we got about maybe about 15 minutes left. Obviously, your Packers have made a move yet, like a big move. Who has been your favorite signing so far where you're like, I love that for that team. It's a great move. Hmm. Okay, well, if I'm going to do personal bias here, I'm going to go look at the Raiders and look at Max Crosby signing because the okay, fact I, that- I, I, I should have said new team. Because I, as much so, because I could go filling off the Eagles resigning Jason Kelsey, the same thing. But okay, okay. Listen, I love the Mad Max signing too. I'm saying like new signing, trade, like new guy, new space. Oh my gosh, I'd have to like think of that. Shoot. One of my honorable mentions was DJ Chark. I love the move. I think it makes so much sense for the Lions. They needed a vertical threat all season, and the dude is one of the fastest guys in football. Yeah. I'll go first uh, to give you a minute here. I am a big, big, big fan of the my the Chicago Bears going to get Larry Ogajobi. That's my honorable mention. But my favorite is the Chiefs going to get Justin Reed. Yeah, dude is the worst part about the Chiefs defense was they struggled over the top. Justin yeah. Reed on a horrible Texans defense the past three years, two years, whenever Deshaun Watson stopped playing, um, yeah. has been a has been the like the back end, the net on that defense. And now instead of Tyron, Ma- it, it definitely give me a change because Tyron Matthew always played around the line of scrimmage, followed guys around, always seemed around the ball, which is you know kind of his talent. Now you got a guy who literally can play center field and is one of the best guys to do it. I love the pickup. I think the Chiefs defense got a lot better. I I still think the Chiefs the Chiefs are going to be struggling because the fact that they now have to go against Carr, Herbert, and Wilson for six games is going to be rough. Like that division, the winner of that division is going to go ten and seven, eleven and six, because they're going to have bullshit losses where it's not going to make any fucking sense. Right. It's going to be the NFC East circa twenty thirteen. Where like the Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles were all decent. Yeah. Not the commies, but that's another story. <laughs> God. I-, I told you I was gonna make as many jokes as possible because the Washington Commanders to me are one the ridiculous those, those motherfuckers made me drive to Philadelphia on a Tuesday night. Cause they couldn't fucking handle COVID. Oh my gosh. I went to that game. It was ridiculous. I made it from Connecticut to Philadelphia in Two and three quarter hours. Wow! And I made it home by one a.m. and was at. I was up for work at five forty-five. Oh heck no! I'm a contractor. Mm-hmm. It happens. I'm I'm up like this morning. I was up and ready to rock and roll at five fifteen. I wasn't mentally conscious till seven forty-five. But then again, half my morning is driving, so it doesn't matter. But right, I'm gonna go with Justin Reed. 
honorable mentions DJ Shark and Larry Ogajobi. Also, saying Ogajobi is like one of my favorite things in football. <laughs> um, I I really wanted to see one of these big name guys. Also, you know, I mean, I everyone can say JC Jackson to the Chargers. Yeah, that's that's Khalil Mack to the Chargers. That's Ooh, crazy. I like that one. So, like the Chargers defense is looking really good right now. Mahomes is like kind of like, can you get me some O line, please? <laughs> I mean, I just signed the. Uh, I mean, listen, the dude is married, Brittany, so he's he's fucked either way. Oh my god, she's wild. Okay, <laughs> so, he likes her enough. Well, listen, I hate his brother for dancing on Sean Taylor's memorial. You know how much I love Sean Taylor. I was oh, not right. happy. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. Oh, oh my god. And the two of them posing for fucking pictures. I want to throw a fucking snowball at him. Also, that's the most Washington thing ever. Hey, we get in trouble for a scandal. Let's honor one of our players who died in a gut in a robbery. <laughs> Good job, Dan Snyder. So, right, so I'm thinking I'm thinking the CJ Usama to the Jets is so I'm like really shook. I don't know. I honestly haven't been paying attention to the bagels like cap situation or anything, but I'm like, they have a ton of room. So like, why is Usama leaving? Because I feel like he was such a huge threat and such a great target for Burrow. I, I think it's a good signing for the Jets. I think it's a bad signing for Usama. I think he should have stayed in Cincinnati, but I think the Jets got a stud. And I think that it's really going to help Wilson out. It's obviously not going to make him phenomenal, but it just gives him someone that he can have consistency with and grow a connection with. So I think that's a great signing. But honestly, I think my favorite is J.D. McKissick to the Bills. So I looked at this signing – and it's weird to me because the running back problem never was pass catchers. It was power guys. Yeah. I was waiting for them to throw a bucket of money at Leonard Fournette because that's the perfect fit for them. You get a downhill runner who can take 25 carries a game and wants a champion, another championship more than anything else. Listen, I think Fournette got the worst, I got the worst luck in Jacksonville. I think he's proven he's a team guy and he's willing to work his ass off. Yeah, but he does probably doesn't want to leave Tampa Bay. Well, Who would want to here, leave Tampa with Brady well, back? I mean, now, listen, like if Cruz is right, you have either Jameis and that team getting their guys back in New Orleans, who apparently Brady can't beat. You have Carolina then, if that doesn't happen, getting Deshaun Watson or the Falcons getting Deshaun Watson. Right. So he's coming to your division, basically. You also yeah. have the fact that you were losing, you lost one of your corners. I, I, you know, also the Buccaneers, I think, also caught the perfect storm to get into the playoff to win the championship two years ago. I think they like listen. It's like yeah, they almost beat the 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 Rams. I'm coming the Lions to the Stafford, but the Rams basically blew that game four times, but somehow stayed alive. Yeah. yeah. If I'm the Bucks, if I'm Fournette, I don't want to share the ball with Ronald Jones anymore, Gina Vi Bernard. Yeah, I think, but I, and I personally think, listen, the Bills lost to the Chiefs last two years. It's like inevitable at this point. Like, I think they're eventually going to be able to get past them, especially with how hard the division is 
in the AFC West now. But the Bills really are a good running back away from not even a great running back, just a good running back away from being this team. And I think McKissick is a great answer for them. I understand that he's not going to carry the ball 25, 30 times, but they're not a run heavy offense. Josh Allen can run himself and he has great weapons to be able to McKenzie and Diggs. Like they're not a run heavy offense. They don't need a power runner that's going to be able to push the ball five yards, 25 times a game. One name I wanted to float because apparently he's a trade piece now for the Giants. Okay. Oh, I did see that. Saquon to the Bills. If I am any team in the AFC East, I'm just calling it a day. Because Saquon, the perfect situation is he gets 15 to 20, 15 carries max a game. He gets a lot of like pitches, screen passes, stretch runs where he can get out in space and move. You yeah. use Singletary for the one Singletary and Allen for the one and two three yard scrambles. Use McKissick for the screen passes. You let Zach Moss kind of do whatever he wants because listen, those Utah running backs are just unpredict are just not real. They're like after Joe Williams, I just don't trust any Utah running backs anymore. But Saquon Barkley, the Bills, makes way too much sense to me. Either that or they go draft a guy like, I don't know, Kenneth Walker out of right. Michigan State, who made it his daily living of beating up defenses. Mm. I watched that man run through my Hurricanes for like 200 yards. I'm not going to talk about <laughs> that. Um he also did the same thing to Ohio State and to Michigan. So, I mean, oh no, he, he actually played like crap against Ohio State. Yeah, he did, did. not play bad against Michigan, though. No, he did Ohio not. State. It beat Ohio State. It's okay. I had an Ohio State coach the entire offseason. Like, I think I'm tortured by your fucking favorite college. You leave, JD comes in. He's even worse than you are. Really? Really? I didn't think that yeah, was. No, 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 no. Because. Okay, so we've we made our own like anti SEC alliance because Samir likes Oregon, JD likes um, Ohio State, I like Miami, an anti SEC alliance. But JD can get irritating with his Ohio State takes. At least with you, I just knew you were a fan. You understood it. JD ran from the fact you trying to tell me that like, oh yeah. Ohio State's this, it's that. I'm like, listen, CJ Stroud played incredible. You had two All Pro, like Pro Bowl like pro level receivers and Ryan day and a bad coach, but let's not act like you guys are going to smack the shit out of Alabama. Let, let's be honest here. Like that, that Bama team is the worst Bama team we've seen in like five, six years. And they still kick the shit out of everybody. But I think with the transfer, <laughs> I think college football is going to, like your silence is perfect. Cause I think it like, you're like, yeah, it's like, I can't argue with that. Like there's yeah. nothing to say to that. It just sucks. So I'm just okay, like, so I never watched my team play Bama. And then I had to watch them in the college Chick-fil-A kickoff. Savannah, want to know what hopelessness feels like? Oh watch Bama beat the shit out of Derek King for 20 minutes. And then watch them just shit on Miami. I had never, but you know what? I got to give Gump Twitter credit because to me, I'm Kevin's co-host. I'm Miami Jared. I am who they know me as. And everyone except for one Bama guy was like, hey, man, you guys fought hard. You know what? You guys are getting there. It's just not there yet. I'm like, you know what? That's nice to hear. I wasn't talking shit. I knew we were going to get our ass kicked. I had one guy. He works at Dice Sports. He works for another football podcast who I will not name. Um. Made me wait 20 minutes in the fucking lobby. I had to get, I had to be on, I had to be up at 4 a.m. to go to work. I had a contract in uh, Connecticut's capital at 6 a.m. You know, 
two hours to get myself ready, get my gear up, and get everything there and everything else. This dude made me wait 20 minutes, and the first thing he says is shit on me for my fucking hurricanes. I'm like, go fuck yourself. You didn't even go there. But, um, all right. So, any last thoughts on free agency before I go into the last call? Nope. All righty. So, I was going to do the corner booth dartboard, but you know what? I, I, we, Carl Anthony Towns shit on the Spurs enough last night. My boy Cat dropped 60. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta admit myself. I'm going on the corner booth dartboard this week. I'm not gonna get the dartboard. She know, fuck it, I will. Hold on. This is the most corner. This the most, okay, we're, we're dropping things now. <laughs> this is the most corner booth thing of all time. Ugh. We have an actual fucking dartboard. And you know what? I'm going on it this week. Three, four weeks ago, we had our good friend of the show, the rapper who does our intro music, my friend, Mr. Maserati. Me and him were talking off screen about my Timberwolves. I'm a big T-Wolves fan. Everyone who listens to the show knows it. I said, and I quote, Anthony Edwards is the future of our franchise. He has a killer instinct. Patrick Beverly called him the next Michael Jordan, allegedly. I will not go that far, but I will say he has Jordan-like qualities where he does not fear anybody. His, his first game against LeBron did the John Cena in his face after he hit a three. That's balls. I respect that kid at 19, telling LeBron to just, like you can't see me. That's great. I said fellow Eagles fan, fellow Jerseyite, Carl Anthony Towns was soft. I am currently eating a giant shit sandwich for this. That's why I here. Um, Carl Anthony Towns dropped 60 points, 17 rebounds, and eight three-pointers last night. And shit down the throat of Greg Popovich, who <laughs> for many years made me suffer as a fellow Western Conference team. Right. My Timberwolves are good. It's a strange thing to say. The Jimmy <laughs> Butler year felt fake. I'm not going to act like it did. I didn't trust Jimmy Butler. I knew that something was wrong. I have his Timberwolves Jordans upstairs. They're actually kind of comfortable. They're Jordan 6s. They're a weird slate blue. Kind of enjoy it. But, unfortunately for myself, I have to eat a giant shit sandwich this week as I'm right here on the corner with dartboard because Carl Anthony Towns has proven he is a top 10 player in this league. You don't believe me? Look at the stats. Um, look at the fact that he is top 10 in points, top 10 to 15 in rebounds. He won the three-point contest as a seven-foot fucking big man. Oh, and, you know, his Timberwolves, who have been dog shit mostly my entire life. I think the last time they made the playoffs besides the Jimmy Butler year was Kevin Garnett's MVP season, 03-04. God, what a great year. Um, yeah, I'm old. Um, here's the thing, folks. Carl Anthony Towns is arguably the best big man of basketball besides maybe Embiid, Giannis. God throw love to Giannis. Man's a family man now. I just realized he had a kid. I didn't even know that. Um, he is too. Yeah, no. I love Him and his family's TikToks are hysterical. But, you know, Giannis is the good guy. Giannis is fun. Right. And then there's this angry, skinny, pissed off kid from from, you know, from New Jersey who plays for the Timberwolves. So, folks, I am admitting I'm wrong. Shout out to Mr. Maserati. Check him on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. His new uh, main event, LP, is, of course, available on iTunes and Spotify. He, of course, does our amazing rap intro for our show. I am on my own corner with Dartboard this week. Savannah, would you like to throw anybody on the Dartboard this week in the, wheel, in the, in the uh, world of sports? So this is supposed to be... Anybody you want to shit on... 
anybody you want to talk shit about in the world of sports this week. It could be Joe Buck. It could be CJ Uzama. It could be fucking Greg Maddox. I don't care. If it's in the world of sports, it can go on this fucking dartboard. Honestly, I don't know. You said Joe Buck, so that makes me think of Troy Aikman, and I absolutely hate him, and I hope he doesn't have a job next season. Well, I mean, now he's, <laughs> now he's at Monday Night Football, so, you know, that happened. No, yeah, um, well, Joe Buck's Monday Night Football, but Troy Aikman hasn't gone anywhere, and I just I don't like him. I, well, that, that's, like, great, and I have to listen to those two schmucks on Monday Night Football now. I agree with you. I, I mean, if I was going to throw anybody else under the bus um, or on this board at this point, I, I'm gonna throw um Trent Balky. GM of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. This will affect you actually. Because this man had the gall, the stupidity, and the balls to throw Christian Kirk, a glorified number three receiver, 21 fucking million a year. I think it was 84 million was a total amount possible for that contract, 72 guaranteed yeah, over that's the next ten years. What the shit, man? Now, now, like, listen, Philly's going to possibly trade for DK Metcalf, right? Let's hypotheticals. We're going to throw this motherfucker in like $19 million to be our number two receiver besides, besides Devontae Smith, right? right. You're going to have to throw Devontae Adams $22 million at least. Oh, like 29. 29. Yeah, it's a fucking receiver. No offense to receivers, but the Browns just got like Amari Cooper for a bag of peanuts in a washing machine. I know. Oh, but when you okay. look at quarterbacks, when you look at quarterbacks, and their money used to be freaking twenty nine to thirty three million, and now it's fifty. Like well, receivers used to be twelve, now it's freaking twenty five. Like I think that, the NFL gonna have up. to make the quarterbacks their own tier. Like their cap hit won't be as hard because I feel like quarterback is the most essential position of football, yeah. along with edge rushers and pass blockers. Yeah. But what what cracks me up is now the NFL is in a weird spot, right? So the team that won the NFL, the, 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 uh, let's look at the final four teams in the NFL this year. Rams, Bengals, 49ers, and the um, Kansas City Chiefs, right? Kansas City Chiefs are the lone team in this where I don't count this example. The Rams were able to consistently run the football with three different running backs. Right. The Bengals had one of the best running backs in the league last year, Joe Mixon. The San Francisco 49ers and my favorite human being on the planet, Mike McDaniel. God, if you haven't seen comedy yet, go watch him on Pat McAfee's show for the interview. I cried. I was laughing so hard. I was driving a truck too, which is scary, right? All those teams and a lot of the teams in the playoffs, you know, you can go back to Tampa Bay, Philadelphia Eagles, um, Green Bay Packers, uh, uh, Tennessee Titans. All those teams do one thing really well, Savannah. You know what that is? Run the fucking ball. Right. The NFL is a cyclical league. You know, when the pass was really became a big thing, it, you know, got overpopulated. And then running the ball became a thing again. In the 90s, when we were kids in the 2000s, every fucking team had a franchise running back. Your Packers had Armand Green. My Eagles had Deuce Staley and then Brian Westbrook. The fucking, um, the... Titans had Eddie George, the Rams and Marshall Falk. I think the NFL cyclical. I think the overpaying of receivers is going to revert us back to needing these franchise running backs because look at this draft. So, man, there were 12 receivers that ran a, ran a sub 4-4 four, four, or 8-8. Eight, eight. 
12 that ran sub 4-2. Whatever. Anyway, or, a lot of fast receivers and a lot of big play guys. There's going to be four receivers taking the first round this year. There were five taken last year. Three right. the year before. How many franchise receivers are going to come out? Right? And right. we talked about, me and Samir and JD talked about this a couple weeks ago, where a receiver's got to have a, get me the fucking ball when the game's in the line, Gene. Like, the, the like you know, T.O. had it, Randy Moss, Chad Ochocinco, um, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, whatever. Um, that's why they trade Amari Cooper. If I'm a Cowboys fan, who am I going to when the game's in the line? I'm going to C.D. Lamb. Right. I'm not going to Amari Cooper. Um, game's on the line for the Browns. I'm going to fucking David Njoku or fucking Kareem Hunt. I'm not going to freaking Amari Cooper. It, it, it's the way it's always has, or Jarvis Landry, but now he's not there anymore. So, right. yeah, that's what separates some receivers, but the fact that people are playing for overpaying receivers, I believe the running backs are going to make a comeback. That is my little bold prediction. I think running the ball is going to be more effective again, especially with how good and how athletic NFL corners being. Look at Sauce Gardner. Dude, 6'2", and I think he's 6'2", 6'3". Didn't allow a single passing touch his entire career in college. That's insane. So, all right, Savannah, we're about to roll out of here because this is taking the feeling out of my leg. But... Any final thoughts as you wrap up your your return, your triumphant return to the corner booth? Um, well, I would like to say that I just dropped my own website today. Um, I'm working on it. It's just like a it's a, a football blog and a travel blog right now. I love to travel and obviously I love football, so I'm kind of just combining it. I do a lot of traveling because of football too, so that makes it pretty easy. So I just dropped that today. It's called my sideline view. If you want to check that out. Nice. I will also share that link on our Twitter so you can go check it out there. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, that is in another edition of the corner podcast episode 209. Damn. 209 episodes. Jesus Christ. I'm seasoned. Uh, season seven is well underway uh, next week. We'll, uh, a little draft preview, uh, ladies and gents. So it's going to be a good time. Um, special guest, one of our belly up writers. And, um, if you haven't already, make sure 6.30 Thursday you stop by for my for our NFL free agency wrap-up show. And it's also my birthday. So the shenanigans. Perfect. So the shenanigans and crazy. Who knows? Kevin's going to be there. Cruz might be there. Savannah might be there. We might even have some of the fuckers from Craft Brew. Mookie will find his way on the show anyway. We just know he's going to show up in our inbox. You're going to have that but, like horn filled with, what were you drinking, Miller Lights? With good memory <laughs> you're gonna have like two of them like hey guys what's this is, 20, up? This is a 25 ounce mug I, I i've literally tested i poured two in here at once and it worked awesome that's perfect that's great and i, I mean i had a great ipa on here before it was a nice 10 percent. it's a 10th anniversary my favorite oh, you always brewery. liked ipas I don't oh like yeah 10 percent alcohol nice way to start get take the edge off it's great I, listen savannah if it was a, about four degrees warmer I would have done the show outside. Four? To go- it was four. <laughs> four degrees warmer. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it was about 52. About, like, high 50s I can do the show outside, but the problem is it got too dark. Right. I would have had cigar in mouth. Like, it's 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 the first outdoor show of the spring. I'm going to do it. So, uh, you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and end the show. Um, well, shout out to um, Samir for getting his big, uh, getting a nice little advancement. Um, anybody asking, he is not coming back for at least the foreseeable future. Kevin might. 
that's that's scary to think about. Um, also, I'm gonna have a lot of rotating guests this season before we uh kick off season eight, which will be the start of the NFL season. That's gonna be fucking crazy. Wow, that's insane. Oh, I've been doing this eight fucking seasons. Oh my god. Oh Lord, I'm old. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, ladies and gents, that wraps it up. Check us out, Corner Booth Live Thursday here on YouTube, Tiki Live on your Apple TV and Roku's, as well as Twitter and our Facebook. So appreciate y'all stopping by. Check her out, Savannah Dean at Sav Dean on Sports on Twitter. Honestly, if you want any good Packers content or Ohio State, she's your girl. Um, and most other sports content. I mean, some of her takes in sports are a little off, but that's why I'm yeah, listen. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's a good balance all right all right ladies and gentlemen you know me belly up jared check us out um also by the way, check out belly up media our uh podcast and media sports page as well shout out to them for uh facilitating this podcast and our good friends at eatsofficial.com promo code corner booth 10 off i said it four times today i i hit my quota so we're good oh and also here we go commies here we go i i do what <laughs> it's it's literally the greatest like uh, the fact that the commanders have fucked up their name this bad, I have to just blame them for it. It's great. So yeah, I'm not happy with that. They're just a meme of franchise. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network.